two man game, TMG. Uh, get the news fast, AMG. Uh, game of two boxes, name two boxes that hit as hard as this. Yeah, we're cutting to the truth, no, there ain't no narrative. Eyes up on the cup this year, hear the stadium erupt this year. For my team, TMG. Episode one to one of the team man game. TMG. One to one. If you want a one to one sessions, go to go get a sports. Best G- in business. GGS. We're on Elevate 2024. It's going to be another great year. We're going to go to new heights, higher horizons, higher peaks. You know, there's ups and downs and anything. We're going all the way up. Let's get That's it. it, man. Yeah, yeah, of inspiration. Yeah, of favour. today, actually. You did say so. You did yeah, say so. I had a great session. That's with the next generation there. Yeah, man, it was top. Had a um, Kent County boy. Boy, that's on Palace Trial. Boy, that's on Trial with... Not Trial, Palace Trial. Palace Showcase. He, he should go on trial for somebody at least before the end of the season. Playing for one of the best grassroots teams around. Uh, also had a boy that's on trial at Gillingham, ex-Mill boy. Which I'm still furious about that. Mill letting go. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. I, know I said I would shout out this guy, Henry South. My guy at work, associate at work. Big Man City fan. Uh, it's giving me all that talk about KDB, but we'll, we'll dive into that Is it later. subscribed? It's a subscribe. Yeah, he was watching the pod. He was telling me, let me let me listen to the pod. So invite him on. I also invite him on, man. Give you the perspective of a Man City fan, long-suffering. He's a season ticket holder. Was well, he from Manchester? Uh, no, but his, his dad is, and he's had a season ticket since he was a young boy. So he's been there for the struggles. Uh, Sometimes that, that's like my enough. boy. My boy, George Sharon, from primary school. Mm. His dad was a Man City fan. I remember, I always used to laugh at him. In primary school, <laughs> and I remember in school there was one guy in school that was he was an Everton fan. No, but that was George, so but, vogue. But George supported Chelsea, and his brother did. But his dad supported Man City. Now his dad is laughing at him. I would tell you, I'm, 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 um, what nah. do you think about that? What do you think about that? Would you let your kids support a team different to you? No, but I don't know how. You know, maybe they're not that. Um, you know, um, that big of a fan. I don't know. I don't know how the dynamic works, how that ha- comes to Cause pass. that happens sometimes. The, the kid just supports a different team to the player. a lot. I mean, especially the kids I coach. Yeah, quite a few yeah, me, me and my dad. My dad supports Chelsea. I support Arsenal. Damn. And the funny thing is, yeah, most Afs, they're Arsenal, man. Can't you? Can't you, yeah. They're Arsenal, man. Or they love Mourinho. I mean, most of my Arsenal Chelsea, because Chelsea, those teams had the most black boys. Yeah. African boys, to be fair. And then United... Because they were winning so much, there was a lot of Dundee United fans. Very true. But they didn't have Liverpool. Not many Liverpool fans. To be honest, United had quite a few black guys. York, Cole. So that was it, really. Do you know many black Liverpool dons? John Barnes, but people don't really like him. But fans? Oh, yeah, quite a few. When did they come out the woodwork? Because they were quite. I remember there was a period in school time. I didn't know no Liverpool. In school time, no, because Liverpool were rubbish and obviously. Their golden period was in the eighties, oh, no, the late seventies, early eighties. So yeah, they're kind of that. Well, well, well I know a Newcastle fan, a black Newcastle fan. So I hear it. I don't. Do, do you guys, yo, but do you know a black Newcastle fan yet? I know a fake one. Well, is he Newcastle fan? No. You know who was gonna say was a fake Newcastle fan? Yeah. That's like you, man. 
He's a fake Newcastle fan. Oh, guys, guys, I'm about him back. Guys, I'm about him back to the beats. Oh, when the team starts playing well, you see all of a sudden the fans for that team that have been quiet for years just come out. Oh, this is the team I support. They even wear the gear. Crazy. Mm-hmm. One of the things, <clears throat> anyway, just a segue. Let's go into this. Obviously, we're a sports podcast, and um, right now the hottest, the hottest thing is Shannon Sharp and the sports media network, um, the sports media universe, and obviously it's caused a lot of um. Unk- Uncle Shannon, yep. Club Seychelles, it's called a lot of uproar now with this Cat Williams interview. Uh, I believe it's the second most watched interview of all time. Uh, just coming from this perspective, it's actually crazy that a sports personality, actually a Hall of Famer in the the sports, uh, in the NFL, is now making a second career where it's just as popular, just as good, basically, being a personality. And I think, this interview is obviously the pinnacle of it. It's the culmination of all that hard work and it's it's going to the moon and it's taking them into a new stratosphere. 49 million views in 13 days. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, Let's talk numbers. What the word to Larry June? But that's crazy. That, that's just astronomical. Unbelievable. Is this it, it was crazy for me because normally I do watch clubs. I, I do watch clubs say from time to time. Like if it's a good interview, if it's someone that I'm interested in, I, w- I was kind of like apprehensive about the Cat Williams thing. Uh, let me, I was like, let me just tune in. I saw, when I first, what day, it was like 7 million straight away. Yeah. I was like, whoa. So this must be good. I played it, first 30 minutes, Cat Williams was on a heater. And you, and you don't really, and Shannon just let him talk. He didn't even ask him a question. And Cat was straight in there. And it's cooking, guys, man. I was talking that talk. Cooking guys, you know, um, I think Shannon gave him a platform where he was able to express himself. Yeah. Giving him that opportunity, making him feel comfortable. And it's also, it was actually perfect timing for Shannon in a way, because all the people that Cat Williams was speaking about, Shannon had interviewed them beforehand. So it was kind of like, like a sports person. He'd done his research, you know, when you go to the tape, he'd heard what they said, he'd come with what his perspective was on on it. And then he kind of just, Gave his viewpoint on it, and it came in a kind of damning, damning manner, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that, because I don't think it would have had the same impact if Cat Williams was the first interview of, of the lot. Nah, not as much. No, it, it was the fact that he was the last interview. He could refer to the points that the people said previously on Club Seychelles, yeah. and he could just go off from that, and he just went off on a heater, man. Gave him more material, more bulletin board material to use. Um, and he was talking his talk. Like that boy was, yeah, he said a lot of interesting stuff. <laughs> a lot of interesting stuff. And it's even it's even funny because I think Shannon's popularity in this space has kind of had an impact on the Stephen A and the others. Like Stephen A called out Jason Whitlock. Yeah. He hasn't done it. He, he has never previously done that before. Yeah. It's kind of like everyone's like, wow, how do we catch this bus? It's like, oh, Shannon's like the biggest name now. How do I get my name Up out there. there as well? And there's not really much you can do. Uh, I think the only way... I think the only way you can probably compete with that is like if you got a man like Charleston White. <laughs> just someone super controversial. Someone that just, you know, just talks ish. Because Cat Williams was just that, you know, he, I don't know, he had a, someone said he had a, he had a good, uh, the ratio of Cat to facts was just about perfect. <laughs> it was just about perfect. What was the perfect ratio of Cat to facts? He had it, he had it, he had it right. Because he, obviously, I think he was 
some of the interviews sound like love caps. Because when he said he read what a thousand books a year, I was like, is it a different chip? <laughs> a thousand books a year, that's crazy. That's like what? It's under three books a day. So I was thinking, what's he on? <laughs> but, but, you know, he uh, obviously he was talking about his childhood, talked about how he moved to, I think it was California at the age of 13, rode in a van, uh, all of these stories um that he was saying and then he also you know Let's has some heat boy, for boy. kevin hart called kevin hart a plant that's insane which is probably one of the most famous comedians right now here um but yeah man there's a lot of takeaways from that it was very interesting uh um shannon did catch some flack about his interview technique mm-hmm. uh but that he didn't interrogate cat williams enough but i think it's it's, it's a different kind of platform it's a different it's not. It's not an interrogation platform per se. I don't know unless they. I don't know unless they've triggered him, but you know, I think those guys that ask him to interrogate them, interrogate, ask him to interrogate Cat Williams, it's because they were triggered by what Cat Williams was saying. Um, you know, rightfully or wrongfully, but yeah. um, yeah, like I, I, I'm, I saw with Shannon. I think those guys that are saying that is because they they wish that was them. Yep. You know what I mean? Which was them getting the forty nine million views in thirteen days. Crazy. It's a form of jealousy because you're thinking, how does someone that was a professional athlete now come into this space of journalism where there's guys that studied in university, I've done all this hard work, and I'm thinking, oh, how's he leapfrogged me? That's what the kind of jealousy people are coming with. Mm-hmm. But you don't understand the hard work that Shannon's done. He's put in the legwork. Mm-hmm. He's done this. He's actually been able to transform himself from a sports star to a media star, which is not always easy. Not a, lot of pe- a lot of people flunk. A lot of the most famous athletes that you've seen they can't do it. They can't. They're not able to critique in, a, in in that manner. They're not able to have the conversation, or simply people just don't want to hear them. Mm-hmm. And he, he's able to cross that boundary, where not only can he talk sports, he can actually just talk normal life things. Lifestyle. Like you see him on Nightcap with Chad Ochocinco. Like they just broach on so many different t- subjects, and it's interesting. And also they got Jill. Yeah, Gil as well. Uh, girls are also a controversial, funny guy as well. So there's just, you know, they're able to breach into that. And people want to listen. People want to learn more about them. Not just about sports and the sports analyst kind of viewpoint. But they also want to learn about the person. Adds flavour to the stuff they talk about. That's where I can say England falls short in terms of the commentaries. That is just too boring. Too... I think, I think they're, they're, you know, they're trying to. You know, CBS is quite interesting. What they've yeah. done it with the UCL coverage because you see more of the char- characters and people like Henri... Carragher and you know Michael Rich, but I think English people don't really care about that. You know, personality is not a thing that people, people um, in England really want. They just want the hard, cold facts. But cold facts, and it's different type of personalities that work in the UK. Like, for example, of Roy Keane is perfect for television in the UK because he's just blunt and you know he's quite like grumpy, and that's the kind of UK characters they are. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I mean, why can't Like, he's good TV. Like, he's not the same as, like, a Skip or, you know, Stephen A. They're not, it's not as expressive. He's just really to the point and blunt. It's like, you know, his comments are not, they're short. They're not long-winded sentences, not soliloquies. They're just quick, sharp sentences and where he just tells his emotions and feelings. And that's what kind of works. Yeah, right? Rocky ain't pulling no punches. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to see Rocky and Shannon Sharp on the same set interview set. I think or... it would just look, it would be so confusing. Right? <laughs> I think he'll be so confused. He'll be bamboozled. He'll be baffled. 
be baffled. But it's, well, kids are no nonsense kind of brother, man. I like it, man. No, I like it. Too, actually, no, to be fair, he's got someone like sim, he's similar-ish, even though he's not so far up. He's someone like Michael Richards, uh. that kind of big personality, you know. Yeah, that puts himself out there. Um, I think, yeah, Michael Richards would probably have acclimatised him a little bit to... Someone, someone like Shannon Sharp. Sharp. But Shannon Sharp is a bit too It's, it's more than that, man. Shannon Sharp is a bit more than that. I think even Michael Richards has done really well for himself in this sports personality space, you know. Uh, you can see, like, you know, he's always there, he's always getting booked, and he's able to bring his personality on stage as well. So I feel like, you know, there is a space of just how much can you do it? What can you enjoy? Yeah. Because you're going to get criticised. Like, I think Daniel Sturridge got criticised. What he was doing this ganky... We were talking about the skanky leg and all of these things, you know. He, but I like that. I like that kind of like... Yeah. I like that kind of being expressive, being able to talk about... Talk Make about it talk. fun. Make it's it too, fun, it's man. It's too stale. It's too dour. We want to we hear more than that because... Also, the, the new audience that, you, that are coming to watch sports, like, they've been brought up on YouTube influencers and all these things. So we need to bring that personality because when people watch yep. YouTube for sports, like, they want to see... It's like personality, like things like Fourthy Fellows. It's not just yeah. them talking about sports. It's more personality as well. Yep. Like all these sports YouTubers, like they, there's there's more to them. There's more to them than just yeah, talking to them. You know, what you got, um, it's not just like I said, what you, the quality of what you can say and what you can write about in terms of sports or how well you can play. Like, if you look at boxers, yeah. for example, like a lot of great boxers, but they have no personality. They can't um, market themselves correctly, mm -hmm. like, especially a lot of the Cuban boxers. Um, as well in the, pro in the past they didn't speak English but if you can't mark yourself properly you're not going to maximise your own potential uh, someone like Subius Matias who's the what, 140 top fighter but I, I don't really think any of these big guys are going to fight him because he's not worth it it's the risk of the world he's not there man yeah, you have to have that, that ratio man he doesn't mark himself as good even though it's a hard thing because he's a different language I don't know what country he's from per se but yeah Marketing yourself is, you know, currency. Um, you know, attention is currency. Is, is that what they say? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a currency, man. Like you got guys like Ryan Garcia, who, you know, might not be even that supreme boxer, but because he got he's got eyes on him, yeah. people monitors every move. They want to see him fight. They want to know like, what he's doing. Like Javante's done that perfectly. Like this is a guy that has no proper belts, and you know, people think he's one of the best boxers in the world. Like, yep. Get some belts, man. Tank, tank season. Yeah, man. Tank needs to get his belts up, man. Has he fought for... When was the last time he fought for a proper belt? Uh, I'm not even sure. Dude, man, I can't even remember the date, man. Work. can't remember the date, man. Get your, get your dates up, man. PBC manufactured champion, man. Well, you're not really feeling the boy tank. I just want him to fight someone real. Fight someone real, man. Damn. Fight someone real. Not all of this... What's De Santos? De Santos? What was that guy? Fought a uh, blown up um, lightweight. A blown up. Are you talking about um, Leo Santa Cruz? Yeah, what, what was he fighting? Sorry. It's called Ryan Garcia, Hector Garcia, Roy Romero, Isaac Cruz. He gave Roy Romero a good beating, though. Marius Barrios, he won the regular super lightweight title. Uh, it's, it's a personality, man. You see him rolling with my guy, Adrian Broner, which is one of the greatest personalities in sports. Against Leo Santa Cruz, he, really, he won the U WBA super. Which is the real thing, and he retained the WBA like how many years regular. ago? This was 2020. Oh, um, he's 24, you know. Thanks, more than that. 
He won against Pedraza. That's one of his best wins. He won that BF Super Bowl featherweight title. How many years? That was seven years ago. Seven years ago. Yep. His best win was seven years ago. Yep. That's his best win. Boy. Boy. It's one of his best wins for sure. We're gonna have to have a conversation because he needs to fight someone. Uh, he's lucky that the Ryan Garcia thing has given him a little bit more leeway so he can not fight someone for a bit because Ryan Garcia is a big name. Not that he's an amazing boxer, but he's a big name. Mm-hmm. Massive man. Yeah, you know how to play the game, man. Uh, well, shout out to Shannon Sharp, man. I hope we get to talk more about you and your boy Chad Ochoa Maybe the dream one day is that you invite us, me and me and Melo on nightcap. We'll talk some football with you guys. The real football. Some soccer? Chad Chad does like soccer, though. I heard yeah, he goes to the game. Yeah, he goes to the game. So maybe one day we can get one of them on, you know, and add to and be part of that but that'd be great but that's the dream that's the dream uh, maybe our platform can be just as big or bigger we're just hey, watching man, the blueprint man, man. We'll keep pushing P watching the blueprint man we're just gonna give uh, respect to those before us anyway moving on to basketball it's the time of the season you know starting to hot up starting the season the NFL, NBA season starting to hot up we'll and we thought you know we'll give you a little special here uh, the TMG boys all-star picks mm-hmm so, I know I gave Melo the assignment earlier. We came away earlier. And then we we're going to talk about potential all-star picks. So, it's the format is um, 12 players in each conference. Uh, for the starting the starting five, it's two two guards, three, three front court. There's no designated role for centres. And then the seven reserves are made up of uh, two guards, three front court, and then two wild card selections uh, in both conferences. Uh, so I think if everything we should just uh, go and start with the East Conference. And I wanted you to select your starting five for the East. Starting five for the East. Ooh, stuff. I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell, Therese Halliburton. Um, Embiid, Giannis for sure, and Jason Tatum. I think if you were to look at that, and just to give it my my ones, I went with Halliburton, Mitchell, and I don't think Halliburton will end up playing because of the hamstring injury, which is a shame. So we between Maxi and Bronson, and we'll see about that. But we can go into the next picks when we look at that. So I went Halliburton, Mitchell, and my front court was Giannis, Embiid, Tatum. I think in GT. terms of in terms of those four of them, their names are in pen like Tatum, Embiid, Yanis, uh, Mitchell. Yeah, names in pen. Yeah, names in pen. And depending on Halliburton's health, we'll see if he's he's a starter. But if healthy, I think yeah, there would have been that would have been the five. Mm-hmm. Moving to the west before we go into the reserves, who's your starting five? Um. So it's obviously tough, tough for the Wild Wild West. I've got Mr. Luca. <sighs> then I've actually got Shea. Yep. And forwards, I've got Jokic. This is tough as well. Jokic. Kawhi. And... Let's uh, have AD or Bron. Bron Tully Show. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Mr. Davis. Oh, Davis. 
Okay, good selection. I went, I went Luca Shea. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy that we're aligned in that. I said Jokic is confirmed. Mm-hmm. And then for the two other spots, I had between KD, Kawhi, AD, and LeBron. Mm-hmm. What's so interesting, you didn't even mention KD. Um, you didn't have KD in your... Oh, I forgot to remember. No, I do. I have him in my list. But you didn't have him being a star. Mm, he's up there. But... You don't think he's been good enough this season? He could be. Since him, AD, and Bron are all interchangeable, really. Mm. I would say, I I think I'm going to go AD and Kawhi. Kawhi simply because the Clippers mm-hmm. are being like the hottest team in the NBA so far, and it wouldn't make sense for them not to have someone in the starting lineup. Yeah. Uh, considering that like they perform, his teams perform better than the the other candidates. And I had AD just he's been available. He's been playing well. Been very consistent. I think maybe he's outperformed LeBron so far this season. Um, uh, as the consistent force, LeBron's been a bit up and down this season. You know, you can see he's, he's getting old and he picks his spots. So I think maybe it's best for. I think AD. I think AD's the selection in terms of that. AD. Yeah. yeah. So LeBron, like LeBron's gonna probably be a starter just surely surely on like fan yeah, voting and all of this he's doing all this yeah and so. it's gonna it's, and he has the streets man so it doesn't really matter he will, he will be a starter yeah. but I would have picked AD to be the starter Anthony Davis in terms of reserves I know it's uh, the seven who do you have in the east um I got Maxi Trey and then I got Bam Randall uh, well, that's about it, really. So you only have four. The others you don't really. You know, no one else piqued my interest. Hmm. Now, for me, I would have said I. I would have Trey there as well. I have Trey, Maxi, Bronson as three. Also, even Lamelo Ball as well. But no, he's not. He's player. not. I think he's been out for too long. Yeah. I wouldn't have had him because of that. I think I would go. Jalen Brown, Bam. I don't think Butler's played enough to do it. I think I think you you put Randall there just simply because you know he's one of the top scorers for New York. So who do I got? I got Brown, Bam, Randall. Uh, that's three. I've got Trey, Maxi, Bronson. I got one more spot. So on this last spot, who who would I consider? I'm trying to think. I think it's Paolo Benkel. Simply because of how well the the upturn in Orlando's form, he's the top scorer for them, and he's a feature force in the league. So, you know, I'll put him there, give him the chance to show up. Makes sense. Makes sense. How about in the West? The West has been wholly hotly contested. West is crazy. Um, in terms of my reserves, um, KD of course. Yep. Kawhi and Cat. The guards. Marion Ant. So you had KD, Kawhi, Ant, and you put, you went Jamal Murray and Ant. So who would you be your two wild cards then? If you had the, because you got two wild cards that are not in those positions, who would you select? Sorry? There's two additional spots you can still pick. For the West? Yeah. Um, trying to see. Oh. Picks up the Minnesota boys. Maybe go bear. Yeah. So three. Minnesota will have three All Stars. 
Who's in the standards? Who's in the NBA standards? Uh, leading is I think OKC okay, is top of the, the West. West. The West. The West. OKC. Okay, oh wow. Is OKC okay, Minnesota? Yeah, that ain't gonna be easy. You got no Kings. Mm, yeah. You don't even have the Aaron Fox. The Aaron Fox is a, is a shout, but mm, no, I don't think he makes this team. No Steph. Steph is up there. I got. I think I've got Ant, Ant, and Steph. Rather than Ant, Steph, Paul George. Yeah. I got Paul George, LeBron because I I left at LeBron, KD, Gobert. Yep. I wouldn't have Cat. I think I'll have Gobert over Cat. Yeah. And then I think I might have Sengun. Just because I think we the Rockets have performed way above expectation. And I think he's probably better than the other centers that you could probably put there. Sabonis and Chet. I think Sengun has probably been the best out of those guys. So? Sengun. For Rockets. Might be Sengun. He's decent still. He's very techy, bro. He's the next. He's up and coming, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta reward people that are up and coming in this game. Hundred percent. I'm looking forward to the. I think NBA will be hotly contested. I'm looking forward to like all NBA teams and the playoffs. See what will happen. Yeah. Uh, see what the Lakers will do as well because it, I'm sure they're gonna make a trade. They can't wait. Waste LeBron. One of LeBron's final years. Like every year, LeBron needs a trade. Get he me. needs a trade. He does. Why has he never had a settled team though? Your question that we need to ask. Yeah, this is your goat. But why has he never had a settled team? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know, man. I just does he not con? Does he not constitute a settled environment? I think he's. Uh, I think the teams around him is very wow. specific skill set to play with LeBron. Do you know what it is? I'll say this: playing yeah. with LeBron is like, for example, when guys play for a big six team in the Premier League. It's a different type of pressure. It's a different type of pressure playing for a big team. Hey, sleepy boy. Yeah. It's a different type of pressure playing with LeBron than it is with other guys because those shots that you're getting, those open shots you're getting, yeah, they, feel, they feel bad, tight, contested when you play with LeBron all of a sudden. LeBron's pressure is mental. Yeah, and you know you're going to get the blame if he doesn't perform. Like, you know, if the team doesn't perform, it's not the one that's getting the blame. It's, the, oh, it's pieces around them that and are not working. Too many guys in the media, as, as allegedly people say. What um, was it? Rashard McCants was saying that he's paying dons. Oh, is that? Yeah, she came out in <laughs> he, said, he said that on Gould Arena, that maybe he's paying dons. Wow. I've heard that too. It's like a perfect. That he's paying. Yeah, I've heard that. Someone said he's paying Skip Bayless. That would be ridiculous because him and Skip Bayless didn't get along at all, so. If he was playing Skip Bayless, then uh, that would be the ultimate villain turn. Yeah, he'll turn. Hey, hey but that'll be that'll be smart though. You yeah. pay your your biggest villain to keep your name out there. I mean, I've heard that. It's 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 a shame that Skip's um, undisputed is not doing that great, man. I don't watch. I don't even watch it. I don't even consider. This is news. It's crazy. It's actually crazy because before they were very hot. Like it's tough. I mean, I think he messed up. Obviously, they messed it up. Yeah. When they let go of Shannon, I didn't think they realised how important Shannon was to the, to the, the show. Yeah, Shannon's way important. Shannon drove the show. I mean, people changed into Undisputed to see Shannon, not to see Skip. Yeah, it just changed. I think Skip thought it was him. Maybe yeah. thought it was the first eight days when he was the star. But eventually your takes become changed. so known. 
Times change, man. I, like, I've heard these takes so many times. He didn't know that. it's, And he didn't get the right co-stars, man. He didn't get the right co-stars. It's tough, man. Because first take is just too too hot right now, man. When Shannon and Stephen A um, link up. Yep. It's curtains. Shannon and Stephen A, double S. Double S. I actually prefer Shannon and Ocho, to be fair. I'm not mad at it. That's a good combo. I'm not mad at it at all. But Ocho just loves everyone, so he doesn't criticise guys. So. He's a bit too pally pally. Yeah, he doesn't want to criticise guys. It was guys. on the... What's it called? Not the pivot. What's on before? It was on, it was on the pivot, yeah. yeah. But it was also on the... I Am Athlete. Yeah. No, it was on I Am, I Am Athlete. He was never on the pivot. I Am Athlete uh, kind of broke up. I think Brandon Marshall did something. Yeah, I've been watching some videos recently. Apparently, Brandon Marshall did wasn't too transparent with the funding. Oh, was taking the piece of the group, and he said some of the games that um he done he you know he, to begin with he was losing money blah blah blah, but he invested bears. So I think that's what he's upset with. Is he upset with them, man, or they they upset with him? Mm-hmm. He's got his new thing with Cam Newton anyway. Yeah, it's true. Shout out him. This sports thing is interesting, man. It's a lot of egos. You have to do this properly. Yeah, it's true. It has to be done proper. It has to do properly because if you get the wrong guys in the wrong time, it's just it's long. It's curtains. Curtains, man. Absolutely curtains. But uh, I digress, man. Let's talk about the Winter Soldier that uh, plays in Manchester. Did you watch that game? Is he on? Does he sit at the same table as, as Zidane? That's that's an argument with Butch. No, nope. like, I'm gonna get him back here, like Mr. KP. KP said he um, sits on the same table as Zidane. As the best midfielder. Of the, the last generation. Or last 20 years or something. As the second best midfielder of the last generation. Um, well, Behind he, Iniesta. He, he thinks he's above Iniesta. He thinks KDB's above Iniesta. Yeah. I just... Do you know why I have to ding KDB? Internationally, he's just not been good enough. Just not been good enough. Mm-hmm. I don't... Um, KDB like internationally what has he done what what, what moment has he had uh, maybe Brazil that quarter final yeah there's not enough moments there's not enough moments like you can't the really occasion. there's nothing I can go back to and say oh this is the reason why I'll give KDB because all the people that we're going to mention around him they've given me something on the international stage yeah like uh, Zidane being the top performer in a, in a World Cup and a Euros World Cup fi- final and a, and, and a Euros and, and 2006 World Cup yeah. So, yeah. yeah he took his team single-handedly to the final yeah. So, and then Iniesta, World Cup winning goal, part of a, like, three consecutive international trophies. Like, this is something, like, unprecedented. Probably the best international team we will ever see. Uh, people might question that. I don't know. But for me, the best international team you might see. Uh, and he was a key clog in that. And he was also winning trebles and UCLs as well with um, Barcelona. Whereas... KDB on a Premier League level, we can talk about him probably being the greatest midfielder in the Premier League. Yeah. I think he's got a very good discussion on case for that. Yeah, I think he is pretty much. But even Champions League, he's had some raw letdowns. Yep. And he didn't even play in the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. He got injured very early on. Um, so he came off and it was Rodri that stepped up. The case, some people were probably, for what I would say, people were telling me that Rodri was the best player in the world last year. Some people had him winning the Ballon d'Or, so what What, what am I missing? Uh, we, now that people are telling me that um, KDB is the, um, sitting on the same table as Zidane, I have, to, I have to mark him differently now. 
I have to go back to the, to the drawing board and mark him differently. You know so this one. Grade him on a curve. You have to grade him differently. You're telling me he's the best. The praise I was giving him before. Nah, that, that was the praise I was giving you when I was saying, oh, just your Premier League great. Now I have to say, oh, well, you're comparing him to Zidane. You're comparing him to Iniesta. I have to look at you differently. You I have to it. compare it. See, it. see it differently. In the Belgian teams that you're playing for, you weren't the main go-to guy. There was a guy called Hazard yeah. that they were going to when, it, when the things got tough. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing I have to grade you down on. What's going to happen this year? Are you going to step up? It's true. Are you going to step up? Like, all of these things, you're going to step up. I also have to mark you down for the comment you said at the 2022 World Cup where you said, you know, you don't think you can win. That's not something you should be saying as a top, top player. Yeah, sure. The mentality, you have to knock you down for that. So, you know, comparing him to someone like Zidane, I would say Zidane with lesser talent got his team to the 2006 World Cup final. <laughs> the Belgian teams that he's had... Have been some generation. some amazing teams with a lot of ability. Um, yeah, so I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't put him next to that. But now, if we want to talk on a Premier League level, we can talk. We can talk. Like, sure. who, 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 who compete? Who compares to him on a Premier League level? Better than Lampard? Better than Gerrard? He needs that Champions League, but yeah, they are mm-hmm. better than better than um, Kante. Yeah, schools. Schools. Yeah, well, but the people that people were comparing him to was Fabigas and Yaya Toure. Yeah. Okay. So why I would say this, Fabigas was so good so early, but his career did peter out. Yeah. And he didn't win a, a title at Arsenal. He did win his title with Chelsea. Unfortunately. <sighs> but the impact that Fabigas used to have for Arsenal was astronomical. Astronomical, and it was in a worse team, and he stood out. So I'll give him that. Give him his flowers, man. Mm-hmm. People say Yaya Toure, but. I think I think if we compare the 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 two the two careers, like I think KDB's done more than Yaya Toure has done for Man yeah. City. Yeah, man. What, well, you could say that the supporting cast are different as well. What, how much time is he? Mm. Way more. I can't knock him. You can't knock him, isn't it? Can't knock him at all. What do you think? What, what, what was your opinion on the KDB thing? What, what about him? Is he is he is he comparable to Zidane? He's not on this table. What would you rank him in the last 20 years of midfield? So going from 2004 onwards or what? Yeah, 2004 onwards. He's up there. So you've got Perlo, Xavi, Iniesta, Xavi Alonso, Fabregas. But yeah, Cruz, Busquets, Modric. He's up there, but... Is he better than Modric? No, no, not yet. You don't think so? No. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. Because of what Modric did... For Real Madrid, his performance for Real Madrid, consistency, being influencing the game, and then also as an international inspect, aspect, drag this team to a World Cup final. Sorry, drag this team to a World Cup final. That's Madrid. Yeah, Best man. player on that team, captain. Can't, can't, can't. KDB's got to add some notches, but when it comes to the, this Premier League thing, can't can't. There's no there's no there's no discussion. There's no discussion. There's no discussion. He's the best. The best to do it. The best that will do it. And, you know, shout out to him, man. Shout out. Shout out to him. Is there anything else you wanted to discuss? Before we go? I think we're good, man. FFP, you don't want to discuss that? Touching that. 117 charges. Before Man City? Yeah, it's 117 or something like that. How much is it before? I think it was 117. 115, I don't know. I don't care. Okay. But not guys. But anyway, welcome to. The t- thank you for listening to the TMG boys. We gave you a short, short and sharp. Sometimes it has to be short and sharp. Short, sharp, sharp, 
Salt, sweet, effective. We need, to get, we need to get this guy to bed because he's got some business to do in another part of London. That part of London is my house. Well, yeah, make sure you like <laughs> and subscribe. I'm t- I did. I did. I thought it was his house. Follow us on all socials. You don't know we're recording. We're recording at midday, so he's training after this. <laughs> Follow us on all socials. That be the Instagram. That be the Twitter. Uh, here, listen to us audibly. That be Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you like and subscribe on the YouTube. We are Don't a dubious man that has to specify he's going home. We are the TMG boys, and we out. We out. Boy, you're sleeping.